I was scared because like this was the first like real creative writing class that I was taking at McAllister, but also because um, I was not on a high enough dosage of Prozac. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to The Ramblings, a series about English majors for English majors. This week we sit down with Amy Vandervelt and Eric Fong to talk about writing inspirations, fan fiction, and favorite Mac English classes. Hi, I'm Teddy Holt. I'm a junior English major, chanter, board member, and a big fan of pickled vegetables. I work in the English department on The Ramblings, the podcast you're listening to right now, and I'm here today with Amy Vandervelt and Eric Fong. Amy, do you mind introducing yourself to the audience? Sure. Hi, everyone. My name's Amy Vandervelt. I'm an English major, senior on the Lit Track. I also have a Classical Languages major, and I'm a Political Science minor. I'm on the Mac Weekly staff, and fun fact about myself, I have a dachshund named Taffy. And Taffy is so cute. I love seeing Taffy pop up in Zoom sometimes. Um, Eric, do you want to introduce yourself also? Sure thing. Hi, uh, my name is Eric, and I am a senior on the creative writing track. Um, I'm also doing a math major. And a fun fact about myself is that I can jump, like, kind of high. Like, I should have been a cheerleader in high school. I would think you can jump really high, having seen it before. Um, it's I don't know if I know anyone who can jump higher than you off the top of my head. Um, oh, thanks. <laughs> thanks for introducing me, guys. I would love to know, my first question for you is, what are your like fascination in writing? Um, because I know both of you do creative writing, because I'm in a creative writing class with you and Marlon. And I'm just wondering, you know, what are the things that you return to again and again? Um, ideas, topics, characters, places. I think I always start with characters. Um, I have no clue why. It's just always what happens. I'm fascinated. I've wrote, written a couple of stories where characters have, like, lost part of their memory in the situation, whether it's a fantasy story and that just happens to be the situation. Um, I have absolutely no idea why that's where I end up in writing, but it's very interesting to have some characters know what's going on and others' characters who have absolutely no idea what's happening. And it's kind of just a fun time. Is that something you like, like, when you're reading as well? Like, is that what you like you to know, focus on? I don't know. Um, I think I like books that are told with multiple characters' points of view. So I guess sort of. Mm. I am, it took me a little while to realize this, but I am fascinated with, like, bodies or, like, writing about a character's own experience of their body. And I didn't realize I was doing this until I wrote a story about, like, a seed that gets, like magicked into having a body and absolutely hates it and wants to go back to being a seed and then I realized that like all of my stories have elements of like people growing scales or like having bark or iron skin or 
um, having like just sort of like a half human shape. Yeah, I think that is something that I return to a lot and I couldn't tell you why. I feel like honestly, like the why is maybe even less less. Well, I mean, Marlon James would say, uh, "The why is not now." Um, <laughs> but yeah, I definitely see in the the you know writing that I've read of both of you in the class, like those sort of fascinations coming through. Eric, do you mind if I talk about? Um, the story that you had, the the piece that you had in Chanter that you also made me look at in its rough draft form. Absolutely. Absolutely. So my very first, one of my very first interactions with Eric was um, we were at the concert choir retreat because we're also both in concert choir together. Uh, and <laughs> <laughs> hey, do you want to read this piece that I wrote, like, you know, give it maybe some feedback. And I was like, hell yeah, you know, we're bonding, we're, we're becoming friends. And this piece was, and it's in Chanter, so you can look it up um, probably on the Chanter website, uh, about Eric's body and his experience and his body. Um, and it's a really great piece, but it does in fairly explicit detail describe the hair on <laughs> Eric's ass. ass. Mm-hmm. Um and that was really just like my first experience of who you were as a person. Uh, and I'm really sorry about that. But you shouldn't, <laughs> you shouldn't even be sorry because it is like hilarious. And I mean, like you said, it's a fascination of yours. Like it is actually, I think, reflective of you in a way that is, is not bad. Yeah. Specifically, all the, that piece was about all the gross parts about like my own experience of my body um which is a very i mean it's a very intimate thing so it's a bit like uh getting married on the first date almost except on like a platonic level (laughs) (laughs) well i'm so glad to be platonically married to you at an an opportune stage in our relationship eric (laughs) this this podcast was probably the the not the best time to let you know. Uh, anyways, <laughs> yeah, Amy, Amy, what are your thoughts? Well, okay, so Eric, if you write about body experiences, do you read a lot of body horror, or what's your take on like watching horror films? Oh, I I am I am a coward. I do not <laughs> like I. I like writing about bodies. I'm fascinated by bodies. I don't like horror. I think I think I could write about like the strange things about bodies or even like like unsettling, but I don't think I could ever go into full-blown horror because I would give myself a heart attack and I would sweat through all of my shirts. I mean, valid. I hate horror movies too. Yeah. Uh, Amy, do you ever have a hard time um, doing horrible things to your main characters for the sake of tension? Uh, Absolutely. Are you kidding? Um, So I feel attached to my main characters always. Like, I developed you in my mind. Um, And then I'm like, but I have to crush all of your hopes and dreams. 
which is kind of heartbreaking, but it's also really exciting. I, for some reason, always have the beginning and the ending of a story in my mind. And then it's kind of trying to figure out what the middle is. So I know that it's sometimes going to end up okay. Other times I know that it's just going to end up being awful at the end. So it's like, sorry. But I know that (laughs) when I make the character. So I just kind of, I like that character because I designed the character. But I also hate the character because I designed them that way. What about you? Doing horrible things to my characters, you mean? Yeah, I... Oh, Eric's great at that. No, I'm so bad. (laughs) (laughs) I have such a hard time. I remember... So, um, uh, Matt Burgess is a professor at McAllister, uh, obviously. And he was talking about how sometimes it's hard to do terrible things to our characters because we want our readers to like our characters because they're paying like ideally they're paying like twenty dollars for the for the experience of reading this story and um the story that we write and if it's about horrible characters we don't want them to be like I feel cheated out of these these like twenty dollars that I spent reading about these terrible people. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting to think of it as like transactional, uh, very mad Burgess. Uh, <laughs> I, Amy, I'm I'm really interested in what you said about how you like come to stories, um, how you have the beginning in mind and the and the end in mind, but in the middle is you kind of got to wade through. Um, Eric, do you have like a way that you often start stories? Like, how do stories come to you? I'm also thinking about. Um, Toshi Onyebuchi came to our mm-hmm. class with Marlon, his fantasy mm-hmm. writing class, and he said the way that he comes to stories often is he has an image in his mind, and then he's like, how do I get there? Um, and that has really just been on my mind a lot since he came to our class at TARF. So with those those contexts, I don't know, how how do you come to stories, Eric? And if you have stuff to add, Amy, go ahead. Yeah. I think I subscribe to the... Uh, uh, Tochi school of coming up with stories, which is like thinking about all of the cool things I want to have in my story and like trying to figure out how to like what is the connecting logic between all of those possibly disparate elements. Um, I think a big part of how I figure out what I want to write is twofold. So on the on one hand, I want to like incorporate parts of my own like experience that I feel like uncertain or confused about um, because writing is just a good way to like sort of sit with those like questions or thoughts uh, even if it's like like a fantasy story about dragon people the other thing is that I usually turn to like fan fiction tropes that I love and try and write them with my own characters. So I'm a huge fan of um, Enemies to Friends. And uh, so good. just like those like, oh no, there's only one bed and it's really cold <laughs> out. Uh, <laughs> Man, really, really, really fan fiction. Really fan fiction tropes. And I, I try to approach that as like earnestly as possible with like my own take on it usually my own take is nothing like particularly special 
but I have a good time mining it. That's the important part. Yeah. Amy, do you read fanfiction at all? I haven't in a long time, but I'm definitely, like, give me any book that I can get my hands on, and I will, like, try and read as much as I can at a time. I definitely have, like, bookmarks in, like, 20 different books right now, mm-hmm. um, which means I'm only, like, three chapters into some of them, but it's, like, kind of a fun time because then I know, like, if I feel like fantasy one day, I know which book to go and grab. That, that strong initial first push through the book, I think, is so important. <laughs> uh, I also have a stack of books with bookmarks in it. What are, I'm curious, because both of you were asking each other about, like, the things that you're interested in writing, are, are they things that you're interested in reading? What are things that you're interested in reading? What are, I mean, you know, if, if, if you were recommending, like, three series or three books let's see okay i just started the witcher series this summer because i saw that the netflix show was coming out don't be discouraged if you weren't a fan of the netflix show the book is better than the show i promise i had a really good time reading it yes it's like classic fantasy but it's really cool if you're into retellings i'm a big mythology retellings person so i'm reading circe by madeline miller already read the song of achilles it's also great um so definitely check those out madeline miller is amazing that's definitely my classics major coming through and then i'm just a fan of gothic literature so anything that has like demons and whatnot in it um so i recently have been reading what's the first book called i think the first book's called house of furies by madeline rue um and it's a trilogy it's really cool it's kind of like what is the real determinant of what's good and evil and it does it in this really kind of trippy way and it's awesome so those are my three recommendations for today but i always have more so feel free to reach out (laughs) (laughs) do those do those three recommendations have any like common threads between them okay (laughs) no they have no common threads they're just completely random I could go on for days recommending books. <laughs> yeah, that's the literature major. <laughs> All the literature that you read. Fun time. I read more fan fiction or like web comics online uh, and play video games than I do like real life book books. <laughs> recommend us some of those what's your eric what's your top well, three fan fictions go well well hang on hang on hang on um <laughs> i do have like a couple like actual books to recommend um and the first one is uh this is how you lose the time war it's like two time traveling spies who are like snarky uh, and like write letters to each other, fall in love, um, uh, even though they're on opposite sides of the war, of the time war. Um, it's oh gosh, it's so it's so sassy and sharp and like gushy, and the uh, the writing is like really poetic. Uh, there's this oh 
Uh, I almost gave you a spoiler. Uh, anyways, it should. It should no, uh, no it, you should read it. It's, it's. Um, oh, it's so gay. It's so good. Nice. Yeah. Um, you should review books. Those were some really, really good adjectives. <laughs> Gushy. Uh, oh gosh. Um, so, this is how you lose lose the time war. Um, uh, a video game that I have played recently and really liked is Fallout New Vegas. Um, um, there is a there's a quest in Fallout New Vegas where you um, are uncovering a mystery of like some disappearances in a hotel and uh, this isn't a spoiler because it gets revealed early on but it turns out there's like a whole like ring of cannibal chefs that you have to like take down um, and the whole the whole video game is just filled with like like weird stories like that and they're just like the dialogue is so well written um, there is a quest in the game where you have to uh, help a like coven of radioactive zombies who are extremely like religious get to space um it and... just got better <laughs> every single word of that sentence took me into like a totally new place that i could not have possibly predicted right and they're and they're so polite too they're very nice um they're, they're... nice zombie they're the most well-spoken um yeah and it's just a wonderful game full of surprises and it takes place in like the 2300s after a nuclear war which is like called why it's called fallout um so i think those are my two recommendations is this is how you lose the time war uh and um fallout new vegas well, thank you for those recommendations, Eric, and Amy for yours as well. Um, I kind of like desperately want to keep talking to you about like books that you like and things that you're interested in, like how you write and stuff. Like I, that is a conversation that I would happily have over like several hours. Um, but in the interest of time, I do want to ask you um, some more stuff about sort of the English major at McAllister. Um, I know, and we've mentioned this before, I know you're both in Marlon James's Crafts of Writing. Um, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them is the actual title of the class. JK Rowling sucks, so it's really just a fantasy writing class. Um, what are some other classes that you've taken in the English department or even just at McAllister that have like informed your English major that you've really liked or have been really formative for you? I really enjoyed with Professor Gung, she taught a demonology course, and it was amazing. We read Macbeth and Dr. Faustus and the Witch of Edmonton. We watched a horror movie, too, and it was so scary. I had nightmares for, like, a month. Um, it's the witch. Um, it, it's creepy. Um, <laughs> if you like horror, I recommend. Um, if you don't, I don't recommend. <laughs> Um, I also took 
the homework course that was cross-listed between the classics and English department. It was a lot of fun because I took intro to creative writing with Matt, and so it was nice to have a second creative writing course with Matt. And I also, Nanette Goldman from the classics department is wonderful. So two wonderful professors teaching a course on Homer's The Odyssey, which fantastic epic poem. And we read the brand new like translation by Emily Wilson, and it was just a great time. Um, so I think those are my two like favorite Mac courses, which I both both of them happened in spring of 2020. Um, so kind of a fun time there, but um, yeah. What about you, Eric? Um, I was not expecting to do a creative writing major when I came to McAllister. I thought I was going to be a lit major, but I took uh, Professor Bignani's um, creative writing class or intro to creative writing class. Um, and I just realized that I really liked creative writing, specifically the part after you finish writing and you just have the finished piece. Um, <laughs> the writing itself is not, it's fine. The writing, the writing is fine, but like being done with a piece and like uh, being able to like go back and read it is, is my favorite part. Um, so just the discovery that um, being in an intro class, let me sort of like make um probably the most transformative english class that i had um <laughs> but yeah i oh boy um i think the first class i took with marlin is also another class that um this was the this was the class that i wrote the um ass hair essay for um uh, yes. Crafts of crafts of writing, creative nonfiction. It was it was kind of a scary class because I was still like, I was still a baby writer. Um, and then what I was, year did you take it? Uh, I was uh, I took it first semester sophomore year. Um, and Eric, I was, I was scared because like this was the first like real creative writing class that I was taking at McAllister but also because um, I was not on a high enough dosage of Prozac. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Feel that one. (laughs) Um, Amy, you mentioned really liking Matt Burgess's like sort of style of teaching and his classes, um, Mm -hmm. which I can relate to. He's a, he's a great professor. Um, I'm curious what you think, both of you think, um, like makes for a good class. Um, like what are things that you really like when professors do, especially when it comes to creative writing and like workshops? Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely like a mix of lecture and like conversation amongst the students. I think that's kind of my ideal of I don't like sitting and just being talked at for like an hour. It's not always the most exciting to me. Although I have taken really interesting classes where that happens. So I mean, you know, to each their own. But um, I, I do like when it's like actually like a discussion 
where the students are mostly talking, but that the professor kind of guides it along. I think that's really helpful. I I like Matt's style, and Amy, feel free to jump in. Um, I like Matt's style because there's this structure that he has. I'm certain that like there are other really good ways to run the class, but I've gotten so used to the way that like Matt runs his workshops that it's almost like like a routine or like security blanket uh like i've gotten so used to like that particular style that it it feels like i don't know like yoga i assume i've never done yoga um uh but like start starting off with like um a summary of the piece so that the author who's getting workshops knows like how other people saw their work um and then like moments of heat uh which is just like the things that uh, other people liked about the work which is all like it's so uh they're like little compliments yes absolutely um (laughs) and then it's not parts that i didn't like that matt like puts into his workshop it's like moments of confusion which is like a huge perspective shift for me when I like learned about like that particular like piece because if I was like workshopping a horror piece I would not be having a good time and there would be a lot of things that I didn't like about it because I don't like horror um but that's not really what the author of that horror piece needs to hear the author of that horror piece doesn't need to know like how I feel about horror the author needs to know, like, um, was it clear that when the main character got stabbed in the spleen, that that was what happened? Um, so I, uh, I really appreciate Matt's structure in his uh, in his workshops. Um, yeah, I think it's a it's a smart way to do it. Yeah, I think Matt, at least in my opinion, is you know, just so, so good at centering workshop around making the piece that you work workshopping the best piece in accordance with the author's goals for the piece. Like, you know, so often in workshops you hear people say things that are just, you know, you can't be sure, but seem like they're saying things to make the piece, steer the piece in a direction that they would take it. But it's really not, like, Workshop, I don't think, is really about that. I think Workshop is much more about um, taking the piece to where the author wants it to go. Uh, and I think Matt is so good at that. And so good at using opinions to facilitate that. Um, I know other professors in the department are, like, very anti-opinion, which is one way to run a workshop and has its, its, you know, pros for sure. But I love that Matt uses opinions as, like, like a neutral piece of information you know uh <laughs> welcome to the matt fan cast <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we can title the episode welcome to the matt fan cast <laughs> i'd love to know just like bam 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 a couple of questions first you both have other majors in your classics eric your math do you think that that's influenced your writing or your experience in the English department at all? I think my classics major absolutely has. 
I came to Mac intending English major, and that was it. But then I found the classics major, and I think a lot of the times I'll write something, and it definitely, you can see, like, if I'm writing a retelling of a myth, it's pretty obvious that I know, like, the myth in a couple different ways than just I'm rewriting this randomly. Um, at least that's how I think they come across. Maybe it's not. Um, so I think it definitely has, and I also think, like, word choice is something that's really important in Latin and ancient Greek that I've learned. Like, translating is a time. It's a fun time, but it's a time. Um, and so just knowing that all these authors chose their words very specifically is really cool to see in, like, a creative writing element, too. I have tried to think about math while I do English, and it has never succeeded. Um the, the part of math that I study has a lot to do with, um, like, how to think about symmetry using the tools of, like, matrices, which is, like, how computers like to think. Basically, I like to imagine that my math major is all about how to describe symmetry to a computer. Um, and I have never figured out how to incorporate that into my writing. I know that the author who wrote the short story that the movie Arrival is based on, I know that. He is also a computer science major, and he writes about math in his fiction, or, like, he incorporates math in his fiction. Um, so I wish I was smart enough to do that. I haven't figured out how. Amy, is Arrival the Amy Adams one? Oh, yeah, I don't know. The, the, like, octopod. Yeah. Such a cool movie. I Maybe recommend it. the class. <laughs> sorry tangent (laughs) so speaking of majors what advice would you give to somebody thinking about choosing an english major Um, and i'm thinking especially of like you know you're you're on different tracks in his literature eric is creative writing how did you choose that how would you you know recommend people think about choosing that what's your advice yeah um so I quote unquote knew that I was going to be an English major <laughs> when I came to Mac. I had no clue what track I wanted to be though. Um, I knew I wanted to be able to take both. So um, <laughs> I talked to one of the professors and I don't know which one. I think I was still like a prospective student. So it may have been Dayland, I think, um, when I came to just visit campus and just kind of asked about what the tracks were and got the info that I could still take creative writing classes while I was a lit track major. So I'm actually all four electives that I'm taking as a lit track major will be creative writing classes. So I'll have taken six lit classes and four creative writing classes for my major. So it's kind of really nice that way. So I just would say take whatever classes you're interested in. I don't know what the creative writing requirements are. I'm sure Eric can talk more on that. I got some advice from my uh, junior year English teacher, um, and she said, oh, this is high school, by the way. Uh, she said to do two majors if you can and pick one practical one and one that is for fun or that you feel passionate about, which is what I thought I was doing. And then I realized that pure math is actually not super marketable so now i just have two uh majors that i'm very passionate about um 
if you liked the like take intro to creative writing because it's a great class like i think everyone at McAllister should take intro to creative writing i really um, should um but take the intro class and if you enjoy like writing and getting feedback um then you should talk to someone about the creative writing major um uh, <laughs> uh, but also i should i should mentioned that at McAllister, the creative writing major and the literature major are extremely similar, or can be, um, because um, the creative writing major is just the lit track, but you need to take uh, creative writing classes in, for all of your electives. Um, so, Amy, the only difference between you having a lit major and you having a creative writing major right now is just what capstone you take. Oh, oh well, yeah. there we go. I am taking the lit capstone, though. <laughs> and I do some cool gothic literature stuff. <laughs> that's funny to hear you say that, Eric, because as a creative ma writing major, uh, that's the track that I am now. That's mm -hmm. my allegiance here in this conversation. I am also taking the lit capstone next semester with, with LP, so... There's definitely a whole lot of crossover between creative writing and literature. Yeah. And I think when you're choosing it, you know, they ask you to choose one, but like, you're not actually that locked in. Just, you know, take the classes that you are interested in. Absolutely. About it. One last question for both of you. What is something that you are proud of for, from your time as an English major? These questions always stump me. Um, I think I'm just kind of proud that I made myself take these creative writing classes. It was definitely something that I wasn't going to like do at first. And I took intro and I loved intro. Um, so I took the Homer class and now I'm in this fantasy writing class. And in the fourth module, I'm taking a world building class and it's just so much fun. I'm going to take that world building class too. <laughs> Amazing. So I'm very jealous. I think it's, hard for me to feel proud of my work like in the moment um i think the moments where i feel most proud of um what i've accomplished is when i read my old writing and i go oh geez this is there's a lot of things i would change about this if i were to write this now um and so i guess just seeing how much i've learned about sentence structure and elements of plot and elements of story and all of these little details that have um, accumulated to change how I write. Um, yeah, I guess just seeing how much I've changed. Aww. That's so sweet. I, it makes me happy that both of your things that you're proud of are sort of these intangible things like I've watched my writing get better or I've really pushed outside of what my comfort zone was or you know what I thought I would take um you know sweet it's inspiring um and I'm glad that you're proud of yourself because you both deserve to be um I can't even remember if I said this while we were recording but um I do think that you are both just like great writers and, and really interesting people uh, and I'm so glad that you could join me here today for this um, 
probably inaugural episode of The Ramblings. Thank you for listening to The Ramblings. Teddy Holt was the anchor. Dalton Green assisted in writing. Anna Chu was the editor. Music is Get Jazz, courtesy of PurplePlanet.com. If you're an English major senior and you're interested in being a part of this project, please contact English department at mcallister.edu for more information. Thank you.